Hello, everybody, and welcome to our 200th podcast episode of Marketing Tips with Melissa. It is a very exciting time here at Melissa Marketing, and what an honor. I feel such immense gratitude for being here at the 200th episode and having all of you listeners who have followed us throughout the years. What a true, true honor. Thank you guys so much for being here. Today, we have amazing guests that I've brought on, a healer, a health coach, and a life coach, my favorite types of people to work with, and I picked some pretty amazing people that you definitely want to hear from. So I just want to thank you guys once again for being a part of the Melissa Marketing community, whether you're following us on Facebook in our group at MagneticMarketingMastermind.com or you follow the business page, Facebook page, facebook.com slash Marketing, or maybe you find us on LinkedIn or on my personal Facebook page, or maybe you've been a part of any of my programs or just listening to the podcast or on my email subscriber list. However, you tune in. Thank you for allowing me to teach and give you strategies and tips and tricks week after week. It is such an honor to be here and to have you guys supporting me throughout our growth. You're listening to Marketing Tips with Melissa podcast. Welcome to Marketing Tips with Melissa podcast. And now your host, Melissa Jakubovic. So today is a very exciting podcast episode. We get to hear from some amazing experts in their fields. And we're talking about growth. Growth is life. Growth is business. Growth is change and understanding and experience. And it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. Growth is success. Where I am now is not where I was even five months ago or a year ago or two or three or five years ago. And that is what I teach you guys day after day all over the place online is just showing up being consistent, and growing into a better version of yourself as a person, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and as a business owner. So I hope that you take this podcast episode and that it helps serve you so that you can serve your clients. It helps improve you in some shape or form, and it helps you grow so that you can grow as a person, you can grow as a business owner, you can make a larger impact to your community, you can fill your purpose by helping other people, and you can make more money and scale your business. So today we're going to hear from some amazing people. First, I have Leah Marie. She's a life coach and healer for entrepreneurs who are ready to take back control of their life by restoring simplicity, productivity, and purpose in 90 days or less, and you definitely want to hear from her. Then my next guest is Bissy McGregor, a life coach and founder of Fear to Freedom and the creator of the Live More, Fear Less method. She's got great tips and tricks that you want to stick around for. And my last guest is Brianna Bernard, who lost over 100 pounds in one year. She's an online personal trainer, a nutrition, co nutrition coach, and an Oxygen Magazine elite ambassador. My guests today are going to blow your socks off, so enjoy this episode and share it with all of your friends. 
Hello, hello, and welcome back. I'm so excited to have Leah Marie here with me today. She is a brain hacker disguised as a coach, helping people change their results by rewriting their instruction manual. Her company is called Master of Me, and she's coached Olympic athletes, award-winning CEOs, top earners in their industry, as well as successful entrepreneurs of various levels, stay-at-home moms, blue-collar dads, and even grandmas. Leah, thank you so much for joining me today to help us celebrate our 200th podcast episode. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is so fun. Yay. So I've been watching you grow on social media, and I've watched you birth your own podcast over time. And So tell me, can you let our listeners know a little bit about your journey and what has inspired you to do all this? Yes, absolutely. I can do that. So I guess it kind of goes back a few years now. Um, It goes back to having to discover and become master of me in a sense, right? So what happened was is a lot, like a lot of you, um, we create either labels for ourselves or other people label us and we decide to make meanings about those. And that's kind of how we create our identity and everything around that. So I had a very positive um, childhood for the most part. Like my family life, everything was fantastic there. School, completely opposite. But let's just focus on (laughs) for a second. What happened is is that I'm from a family of six kids. And so when there's a family of six kids and you're kind of like the middle child of the six, um, you grasp on to um, the the pieces that kind of make you unique, right? And one of the things that was unique is that my mother always defined me as the strong one. And so this was an amazing label that I was happy to take. And I loved the label and it actually helped me overcome so many struggles and so many challenges um, going through my school years um, and just all the stuff that kids go through when they're growing up. And so I was going through this journey. Now, here's an interesting thing, though. As an adult, that exact same belief and title I had given myself actually became the thing that broke me. And here's an interesting part is, and this is kind of what happened and how the journey started is, is that, um, oh gosh, it was probably at least 10 years ago now. So what had happened is I came across an event in my life that I couldn't do by myself. I literally, I had tried for years to to work on this and and it was just, it was a point where literally it was something that I could not accomplish by myself. And it was very, very hard for me to accept that I couldn't do this by myself because for me being strong meant that I could do it on my own. That was the meaning I had attached to being strong. And so, what was actually harder than um, accepting the challenge was accepting the fact that I needed help with the challenge. And if I needed help with this challenge, then who am I? Am I, if I'm not strong, right? If I'm not strong enough to do this by myself, then who am I? And it was kind of like this identity crisis thing actually ended up coming out of it, right? And I had to struggle with this, who am I feeling? And one day a friend of mine, Uh, was chatting with me. We were talking about the struggle and we connected and she said to me, she said, you know, don't you think 
that it actually takes a stronger person to accept help. That's really powerful. Right? And it was in that second, like literally, it was like the flip of a switch. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. It takes a stronger person to put down ego, let go of ego, and to accept help. And that changed everything for me. That one moment that she mentioned that changed everything for me because I was then allowing myself to still keep the label of strong that had been my protector and my guide and my help for years in all the battles I'd faced up to that point. And I'm talking about like, I had a grade three reading level when I was in like ninth, 10th grade. Wow. Right. So can, you can imagine what the rest of school was like for me. <laughs> right. And, and what I felt about myself, what I thought about myself and my ability to learn and all of those things. Right. And so this, I needed this. It was part of my identity, part of who I was. And I was able to restore who I was by just shifting the definition slightly to incorporate it in a stronger place. Now, here's an interesting part. Now I've created a Facebook group and a podcast called Flip the Switch. And it's all about being able to change that mindset shift when you need it, right? Um, but becoming master of me was actually the point that I realized was is it, the power wasn't in the new belief. The power was actually in me choosing the new belief. And that was when I realized how much power we all have. I had that power within me the entire, you know, whatever, how 30 years up to that point, I think I was around 30 or something like that, but it was, well, no, I'm not 40 yet. So, but somewhere <laughs> in there. Right. So I was like 28, 29, something like that. But I had that power within me the entire time. And that was when I started to realize that true personal power, true growth, true change comes into our lives through us choosing. And I started to develop everything and, and I went and took all of my schooling, everything after that. So that was the catalyst to me going into my schooling, which is all in the behavioral sciences. And I took my NLP and my CBT. And I also took extra training on, you know, um, trauma and PTSD and things like that. And all about like why we do what we do and how to change our mindset like this so that we don't have to be in agony for years and struggle over things like this. And so that's what I do now is I help people, I help other people be able to identify and understand the strength that they have and understand how to choose that and then move into it. Amazing. I love that. I love your story and how you struggled through school and then just went all the way through and just by flipping the switch, now you can help other people do the same thing. That's pretty powerful stuff. Thanks. So when it comes to business, what's your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Hmm. For business, my biggest failure. This one's interesting. Let me think. I think that my biggest failure isn't one that happened in a moment. I think it's one that happens when I doubt myself. That's what it is. Because when I doubt my strength and my ability to change and to influence other people, that's when I lose my power. 
I think that's true for all of us. When we feel like imposter syndrome or we're not following our intuition, then we're not in alignment of what's good and what feels good. Mm -hmm. And then we're not really being our true authentic self. Mm -hmm. I love that one. Thank you. This one, this might be similar, but what's your, your most, the most important thing you've learned in your life? So the most important thing that I have learned in my life is to have integrity. So I have realized that when I look like the majority of the clients that I work with, um, so many of them have such huge, huge hearts and they end up just having burnout because they're constantly doing for everybody else and they struggle to stay organized or they struggle to, um, they struggle to feel value and that it's okay to take care of themselves or they feel guilt if they do, right? Um, Whatever it may be. So there's a lot of different pieces that come to the puzzle there. But the reason why I say integrity is, is because a lot of times we wouldn't dare, we wouldn't dare to treat other people the way we would treat ourselves. And we also wouldn't, um, we wouldn't break our word to other people the way we be, break our words to ourselves. And so one of the first things that I work with with my clients is around creating boundaries and on their integrity. And a lot of times they say, well, I have good integrity. I don't lie to people. I don't cheat people. I never do this. And I said, okay, so the last goal you made, how long was it before you said, oh, and you gave up on yourself? When was the last time that you promised yourself you'd do something and then you didn't because somebody else's needs came before yours? I was like, you don't lack integrity when it comes to other people. You're struggling with integrity for yourself, personal integrity, right? And so we work in that side of area. And I realized that personal integrity doesn't just mean keeping my word to myself, but it also means being authentic and true to who I am. And that's what brings peace. That's what brings peace when we're not trying to be somebody else, when we're not wearing the mask, when we're not taking on somebody else's label and um, then trying to conform so that we fit into the group. There's no peace there. And You're so I would say so... that that's my, that's my first thing. And I have a good, great friend and I love what she says is she says, the more me I am, the more money I make. And that's related, relating to business, right? But it's true. It's, it's, if you want to be able to do well in business, you need to have something sustainable. Being someone else, trying to be somebody else is not sustainable. Not to mention the fact that they're having a hard enough time to trying to be themselves. Right. Right. There's like a level of self-sabotage as well, where you're, you're trying to live up to this other person that's not you. And then you're sabotaging yourself in the whole process. Because it's not real. You're, you're, it's, there's no, there, there's a lack of honesty inside of that. And there's a part of us that is being chipped away at or being trapped or being smothered down by us trying to like show everybody else in the world something. And it will never end up serving you in the end. People can tell when you're being real. They can tell when you're being authentic and you can never wear two masks. You can't serve two masters type idea, right? You can't be somebody else in one place and then try to be somebody else somewhere else. There just ends up being coming. You end up living a lie. There's no peace there. That double lie. I was always thinking about which one am I today? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and it, it it takes the amount of mental energy that it takes to sustain that is unbelievable. And I've recognized it's interesting. Um, if you've ever worked with a client who's had a release, 
right? Of some sort. So a lot of my clients that work with me, they don't realize that they're holding on to maybe uh, pains from the past or struggles from the past that are now still affecting them today. They think that they've overcome them or they think that it really wasn't a big deal or whatever, right? Um, but then we find out, oh, the root of the problem is here and we work with that. And all of a sudden, like literally they're crying, I'm crying. It's, it, you know, it's this spot where we're both just, and, and they are saying, I had no idea that I had been carrying that. Right. And there's this weight off their shoulders is that idea of like, if you've been carrying stones around in your backpack for years, your body adjusts to that. And it starts to think that that's normal. Right. And then all of a sudden one day takes someone takes the backpack off and you're like, Oh my gosh, is this is what it should feel like? It's so light. It's so right. So it's the same type of a thing is, is when you're being true to yourself, when you're being authentic, when you have integrity, to who you truly are and you're unapologetic about it. It doesn't mean you're in other people's faces about it. You don't have to fight them. You can just lovingly, lovingly let them be them and you be you. Yeah, and not care what other people right? think or no. say, no judgments. It's you just show up as yourself, it's easy. Yeah, it's like children on a playground, right? They, they, they're like, this person's my best friend, mom. What's your friend's name? I don't know. We just, met. you know, like they, they just, and, and they play and they say, you know, if they have a question, they say, oh, like, I see you're in a wheelchair. How come you're in a wheelchair? Like, it's not mean. They are just curious. And, and they say, oh, I see you have like a, a birthmark on your face. Oh, tell like, like, were you born like that? Or why is that there? They're not trying to be mean. They're just curious, right? It's not until we become older that we turn it into a big thing and we worry about what everybody thinks. And we, you know, like yeah. I'm, I will definitely offend people, not purposefully, but I will offend people because we have difference of opinion. But if they, but I, I, I I'm not going to be true to me if I continue to walk on eggshells for my entire life either. Right. right. So I just try to live honestly. I try to be the most kind and gentle that I can be. And then as a coach, I call people out on their crap because that's what they want from me. That's, that's why they, they hire need. me. Exactly. That's what they need. Right? Because we want truth. Why would you hire someone to lie to you to make you feel better about yourself? Right? That's what our friends do for us. <laughs> it's <right>. okay. <laughs> right? We're like, oh, it's not okay. <laughs> so when it comes to marketing your personal brand, it has a lot to do with how authentic you are. And so on a scale of one to 10, how weird would you say that you are? And do you have any examples? Oh goodness. Okay. Let me see. Well, I'm sure I have some fabulous examples around this. <laughs> um, I'm, I, it, de it depends on what your definition of weird is, right? Cause we might have a different definition of weird for you sure. and for me, but, um, I like to think of myself as a chameleon in the sense that I am totally a girly girl when it comes to like wearing the high heels and doing the makeup. And I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right, you know, type thing. But then I'm also totally granola on another level. And then there's other times where I'm like um, a total redneck and I will be out on the farm and be like, yeah, I'm throwing bales. Right. So, and, and then there's other times where I'll be a, the, the business entrepreneur type and I'll be speaking on stage and in front of three to 500 people or plus. Right. So I, I am able to change hats in all of these places and still be me because that's part of me. I'm like a, a Rubik's cube or something like that. Right. Like I, I don't feel like I fit into a mold and that's 
a big part of my brand is, is, you know, if you look at my brand, it has two M's in it with a box, but there's no corners on it. Right. Cause I have the hashtag break the box, right? Don't put me in a box. Right. Like I, I am very adamant about people labeling other people and saying, this is what you can or cannot accomplish. Right. That I is not that about okay. you. No, no labels, <laughs> no labels. Right. But labels can be powerful when we incorporate them into who we are. Like I did with my strength. We just have to be willing to adjust the meaning when necessary, because otherwise it can be what breaks us, which is what happened to me. And that was part of my journey. Right. So it, it, it it's a love hate relationship with labels. Sometimes they are part of, of how we define ourselves. But that depends. Is that holding you back or is that strengthening you? Right. Oh, I love that. So, so you think you're yeah. weird? So on my weirdness scale, if, if you could picture a chameleon that's like multicolored and everything like that. So his tail is 10 the weirdest and one is like not weird at all? Yes. Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that I fluctuate between a five and a seven. Okay. That's a good number. <laughs> right it just there. depends on the day. When you're, you're a chameleon, so it depends on the day. You change with the day. Exactly, yeah. I, I'll wear hiking boots and I'll wear high heels. <laughs> and not at the same time. <laughs> no, but I, I have been known to like, yeah, just be totally random. <laughs> One it's time I remember, you. sorry? It's what makes you, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's fun. Life's supposed to be fun. Take, I take my, my job seriously, but I don't take myself seriously. Oh, I like that. Right. Advice. So what's your best tip for making this world a better place? Um, I guess my best tip would be probably to just, to be you, to be you. I feel like so many people out there are feeling like they're standing in a crowded room and they're lonely mm -hmm. and they feel like the black sheep of the family or they feel like they don't fit in or they're not skinny enough or they're not pretty enough or they're not this or that or blah, 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 whatever. And we're living, trying to create, we're constantly looking around at everybody trying to say, where do I fit in? What's the pecking order in this room that I'm in right now or this group that I'm in? Um, if I say this, will I get kicked out? Do I need to conform to the group mentality in this sense or this or that or whatever? And, and to me, I think this world is meant to be beautiful. It's meant to be unique. And that is what makes it the richest experience that it can be is when you allow people to be themselves. Like I've lived out on the prairies. I've lived in the mountains. I've lived in tropical places. And when I first arrived to the prairies, I was like, oh gosh, this place is so ugly because mm -hmm. I had come from the mountains and the lakes and I loved it so much. And, and it took a little bit of time for me to say, no, there's beauty everywhere. And I had to look around and say, okay, the amount, the level of like the massive sky right? Like the sky is so huge. It was, and I had to say, oh, there's so much beauty in that. Oh, look at like the wheat fields when the wind blows and it looks like waves on the ocean, right? Oh, there's beauty in that. So you just, it, it, it's, I think richness of, that would be my suggestion. If you want to do well in life, if you want to do well in family, in relationships, in, in any aspect of your life, you will have the richest and most fulfilled experience if you allow yourself to be you.
you can be you and be fighting it on the inside still, right? Because you're scared. But if you can have courage and allow you to be you, you will find the most peace that you will find anywhere. I love that. That was beautiful. And all the places that you lived and everything you described, like I could see it. You described it so well. And there is beautiful beauty in everything, in every person, in every thing that we see and what mm-hmm. the earth creates. And mm-hmm. I do think that um, that's a good point. When you are yourself and you bring your best self to the table, if everyone did that collectively, then this world would be a better place, non-judgmental and mm-hmm. see the beauty in Well, it. and I think people, they become judgmental because they're trying to, um, they're trying to figure out where they belong. And so they chart, they start to compartmentalize people to say, okay, these people belong together. These people belong together. These people, where do I fit now? And, and we try to, to fit with, with certain people and certain groups and all of the stuff. And there's nothing wrong with joining with other people that have like-minded beliefs and everything like that. But that's totally different than shutting other people out. Right. Right. Like, like sometimes my kids will say, Oh, I've got four kids between the ages of almost a 15 year old and just about seven year old. So, you know, with those kids, sometimes they'll say, Oh, well, I want to play with so-and-so and no, you can't play. And I said, uh, uh-uh, that's not how we work in this family. We include, we do not exclude. Right. And so it's about inclusion, not exclusion. And so that, cool. um, yeah, like it's, it's one of those things that if you were to go to a buffet, even. And you were to be able to, can you imagine how sad it would be to miss out on a specific thing that, that makes that so much richer, right? Like, so for example, you could have like even salt, for example, right? Salt, you can't describe it as its own flavor. It's so hard to describe it. You have to say, well, it's salty. I don't know how to describe it. Right. But what it does is it brings out the flavors in so many other things, right? It makes everything else a richer experience, right? If somebody hides their flavor, right, then it doesn't just, it's not just sad for that person. It's sad for everyone else. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. My kids on the playground have a sign. It says, you can't say you can't play. And that's cute. Yeah. I love that. All right. Well, this was amazing. Thank you so much for being a guest here on this podcast. Um, if my listeners want to find out more about you, where can they go to do that? So I have a website. It's masterofme.ca because I'm a Canadian girl. So masterofme.ca, that's my website. Um, I've got a podcast called Flip the Switch. Um, it's Entrepreneur Mindset for Liam with Liam Marie. And I also have a Facebook group that's also called Flip the Switch. Um, and it's just starting out. It's just a baby. So come and play with us. <laughs> Yay! That's awesome. It's so exciting to see you grow on social media. And I'm looking forward to see more and more of you everywhere because you're amazing. So thanks for being here today. And I can't wait for all of our listeners to listen to this awesome podcast. Thanks so much, Melissa, for having me. Want to connect about all your marketing needs and have access to all my free resources? Connect with other health and life coaches, healers, and virtual assistants that support those types of businesses. Join the fun over at magneticmarketingmastermind.com. 
Hello, everybody, and we're back. I'm so excited to have Bissy McGregor with me today. Bissy's an expert in mastering and transcending internal fears, an award-winning international speaker, TEDx speaker, and results-focused facilitator. Bissy works with individuals to disrupt the status quo of their mindset so they discover and reconnect to the powerful parts of themselves that have been buried or lost. Bissy, thank you so much for joining me today to help us celebrate our 200th episode. It is my pleasure and honor. Totally. Thank you for having me. Of course. So um, I want to just start off by getting to know a little bit about yourself. So can you tell me and our listeners about your journey and what inspired you to coach people through their fear? Yeah, cool. Thank you. So short story, I tell people I've had gone through three divorces. And I usually tell people, don't judge me. So I'm telling you right now, don't judge me. They're not all men. And neither are they all women. There is one man. And then my corporate job, which I was in the corporate world for over 22 years. And the biggest divorce of all was from my old self. My old self, who was afraid of her own shadow, who, who, who settled for less than what she deserved, who didn't trust herself, and who out, outstayed her welcome at corporate and in relationships that no longer served her. So in a nutshell, that's, um, that's my journey where I had to come into my own and then detach myself, divorce myself from everything that wasn't me, even though it looked like it was, in order for me to step into what I am doing today, into this bigger assignment, which is what I, what I call it. It's, it's an assignment. It's a, it's a gift in it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an order to go help call people up. And uh, I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about building a fearless world. And uh, so that's, in a nutshell, that's, that's where I am right now. And I do that through coaching folks, private coaching, um, group coaching. I speak also and train as well. That's awesome. And you just had an international trip to coach some young women. Is that right? Can you tell us about that? I did. Yes. In February. So you hear an accent. So my parents are Nigerian and I went back to Nigeria in February really to roll out my, my workshop out there. So I had Fear Freedom Live in two different locations in the country. So I took 70 people through this journey of going from fear to freedom. It was amazing. And what I decided to do, you know, the world always happens just like that. You're never prepared, but these things just fall in your lap. And I just got this inkling to go to my high school because I went to high school there and to go speak to some other kids. And the principal was super open. I said, all right, let me do this. Went there. There were over 250 girls in that hall. And I spoke to them and it was incredible, heartbreaking, humbling and encouraging like I could see these girls go from being I mean the the eldest was maybe 16 years old so they're dreaming big they have these huge aspirations but in the same breath as they're communicating their huge aspirations they're cutting it down they're cutting it down because their parents haven't done it because the government is uh, not what they want it doesn't you know because everything around them doesn't doesn't show that they can and I could see them cutting out these dreams and just at the end of me speaking to them to see that light return to them and that hope return to them it was just 
fulfilling, heart filled. Yeah. So you mm -hmm. give people hope. Yes. Yes. To, to shed okay. off what no longer serves them and move in the direction they want to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. If I could have a conversation with someone, a lot of times people think they're in this room where there are no, it's just walls. There's no window. There's no opening. There are no doors. And when I get out of a con, when I'm in a conversation with them, and if they could see just a little, little opening in the wall that they could chip away, chip away, it just returns. It, it does something magical for a person to see that, no, I'm not trapped. This isn't it. This isn't the end. And all they need to do is just chip away at that little opening and break that wall down. Break all the walls if you need. But there is an outlet. There are possibilities. So that I love to do for people. I love that visual. I think a lot of people can relate to that in many different parts of their life mm -hmm. and different stages of their life too. Absolutely. Amazing. So when it comes to business, what's your biggest failure and what have you learned from it? Mm, beautiful question. So considering that I, I call myself a corporate rat because that's where I grew up. Um, that's those bred in corporate. My parents were in corporate worlds as well. Um, and I was in corporate for over 20, 20 years. I was in finance, in different industries, beauty industry, um, biomedical, publishing, telecoms, all of that. And stepping, stepping into our entrepreneurship was a whole different ball game for me because there was no structure like uh, corporate already has. Their corporate, the structure is there. And my, the biggest failure that I had, and it was the biggest mistake I had, was thinking I could do it on my own. So my whole thing was I was going to just mimic what I had, what I saw in corporate, just mimic that and just create this little corporation of mine. Whilst that idea might be true, there's so much that goes into building a corporation at that level. And it's so different than running a business, a solo business. You know, so me trying to do that on my own, and I just couldn't figure out what is going on. I mean, I've been, I've been, I'm in corporate. I do this. What's going on? I know how to manage the books. What's, and it was me not engaging help soon enough. That was the biggest mistake I did. And once I figured that out, I'm, I'm never without a coach, a business coach. Yeah, that is, that's how I do it too. I mean, you can't do this on your own. <laughs> And if, if it helps to get someone who's done it before you and can move you 20 steps ahead fast, like why not do it? Yeah, absolutely. You in business, time. in life, everywhere. Everywhere. And it's, it, and it's the same thing. Yes, I'm a life and mindset coach. I still have a coach for my mindset. I have a coach for my business, you know, because I can only offer what I have to my client. And I want to make sure that I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly evolving so that I can serve them to the best of my ability so that I can give them the best, you know, and which requires that I step up my game, requires that I have mentorship. I have coaching as well. So yeah, I, hands down, got to have a coach always. I agree. <laughs> okay. So this may be a similar question, but maybe not. What is the most important thing that you've learned in your life? Oh, trust in yourself. The answer that I sought out for years, the comfort 
that I sought out for years, the, the success, the feeling, you know, of, of fullness, of um, fulfillment uh, that I sought out in relationships, in jobs that didn't serve me, you know, in friendships that didn't serve me, all were all inside of me all along. And that's the most important lesson. And what I, I, I tell my community, what you're looking for is already inside of you. It's already inside of you. Now, life has happened. The adults in our lives happened to us when we were younger, you know, and all of that has kind of just been covered up by this gunk, by all kinds of stuff, but it's still there. It is still there. So trust in yourself, knowing that you have the answer. And it's all about, and this is, again, why it's important to have a coach in your corner because they help you suss out, just carry out the gunk. They help you just sort through all of that so you can get to the core essence of who you are. You know, and that's it, that by far is, is the biggest lesson, most important lesson. And it's what I strive to instill in people especially the young, the young children, you know, the young ones, the kids in my life, in my world, it's letting them know from an early age, you got it. It's inside of you. You don't have to go looking for it. Yeah. The intuition part, um, when you have a feeling that's pulling you towards something, don't ignore that. That's, there's a reason that feeling is there. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing. Awesome. I love that. So when it comes to marketing a personal brand, like coaches are marketing their personal brand, it has a lot to do with being authentic and being your true self. So on a scale of one to 10, how weird would you say that you are? <laughs> so now that you've given that, that preface, I'm thinking, okay, is it weirdness, authenticity, um, how weird would I say I am? I would say I'm a, I oscillate between an eight and a nine. Tell us yeah. why. Do you have any examples of why I came up with that number? Yeah. So, um, like I said, my parents are Nigerian. So I have a Nigerian upbringing. Um, and we are very, there's a strong cultural background. We're very tight-lipped. We're very, this is the way it is, all that stuff. And in my, like on my Facebook page, for instance, I have a lot of Nigerian connections and I get messages here and there and say, what's, what are you doing? What's going on? You're talking, you're speaking out in public, like what is going on? So there's, it's kind of, um, it's almost like um, an anomaly to, to, to the rest of the pack, you know, compared to the rest of the pack. So they look and they're intrigued because this is what they also want. But culture has said, no, you can't be. You're not supposed to be. You're a woman. You're a woman from, you know, you can't do that. Um, so, yes. So I'll say that that way. Actually, I had someone, I just ran a three-day crash course, and I had someone check in with her video, and she said, I'm African, and Bessie is too. And the first time I saw Bessie talking, I said, what is she doing? Why is she speaking in public? What is she doing? But I found myself, I just kept coming back. I kept coming back. I kept coming back because I loved what she said. And I just could not believe that someone, a Nigerian, has the courage to do this. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yep. I'd say eight, nine. That's awesome. I think the people who are entrepreneurs, the ones who are innovative and they create things, they're the ones that have to step outside of the pack and be different 
and lead the way for others. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's one of the, for me, I feel like it's one of the tenets of a leadership. You yeah. must be willing to go first. Must be. Yeah. And then you inspire others to do the same. Absolutely. That's yes. awesome. So what is your best tip for making this world a better place, Busy? Uh, uh, uh. Release the fear. Release the fear. Fear. Fear is so consuming. Um, fear would have you conforming and say, you can't stand out because people are going to see you and judge you. Fear will have you constrict. Would say, no, you can't do it. You can't show up that way. So mm, play it smaller. And it will have you condemning others because, you know, would see, it would have you looking at other people. She's doing that. What are they doing? And blaming and finger wagging. Whereas there's this thing inside of you that's, just burning, yearning to come out. So my biggest tip, uh, best tip to people is find your wholeness, find and get back to the essential, the, the, the essence of who you are. Fear isn't it. Fear has consumed all of that, where you're totally the opposite of that. And it's why I do what I do. Take people from fear to freedom. Because in fear, you're not living. You're breathing, but you're not living. And it starts with each and every one of us. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can't do it for you. Right. I can way. You must do the work. You must, because your fear is different than mine. You know, what drives you is different from, my, from what drives me. You need to understand that and own that. And I truly believe we are all purposed in life. I believe we all have a divine assignment and we cannot carry out that assignment in fear. It won't even let us get to it. Sometimes people uh, say, I don't even know what my purpose is. And because fear clouds your judgment, it clouds your thinking, it clouds all of it, your thoughts. So people can't even see it. So yes, so that's my biggest tip. I love that. All right, well, this was wonderful. Thank you for joining me. Um, if my listeners wanna learn more about you, where can they go to find out more information? Absolutely, actually what I would do, I'll do them uh, one thing better. I'll give them a gift. Yay. So to do is go to bit.ly forward slash gift from busy so i will send you the link and you can um share it with your with your audience and this is a three-part training series it is completely free it's going to show you how to increase your confidence self-belief and experience fearless possibilities in your life in three simple steps all you do is watch and you're going to be guided step by step I love that. Thank you. And we'll include that link in the show notes below. Thank you so much for joining me and keep doing amazing work. You're doing a great job. And I really appreciate you taking the time to be on our 200th podcast episode. Wow. We got to celebrate that, Melissa. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm super honored, super delighted to have spent this time with you. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you. And well done. Congratulations. Thanks. Want to connect about all your marketing needs and have access to all my free resources? Connect with other health and life coaches, healers, and virtual assistants that support those types of businesses. Join the fun over at magneticmarketingmastermind.com.
All right, everybody. I'm so excited to have Brianna Bernard with me today. She lost over 100 pounds in one year, and she's an online personal trainer and nutrition coach, as well as an accountability and mindset mentor. She's been featured in Oxygen and People Magazine, and you may have seen her on Good Morning America. Brianna, thank you so much for joining me to help us celebrate our 200th episode. First of all, congratulations on reaching your 200th episode. That is amazing. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. We are so excited to have you here. And um, so let's just hop right into it. So I've been following your journey for a while now on Facebook, and I see your before and your after pictures, and I just get like this sense of pride. Like I'm so proud for you. You must feel so proud of yourself and feel just amazing in every way. Can you let our listeners know a little bit about your journey and what inspired you to go through this? Yeah. So back in 2014, I started my weight loss journey. And the reason that I needed to be on a weight loss journey was because in 2012, I gained 70 pounds during my pregnancy. And it took me from about 170, 175 to an escalated 245 pounds the week that my son was born. And he weighed about eight pounds. So after he was born, I still was 245 pounds. Um, and a year after he was born, I was still carrying around the extra weight. And I think during my pregnancy, I had this preconceived notion that the weight was just gonna fall off once I gave birth. And that was so not my experience. I, I dreamed of being this cute little pregnant lady with a little basketball, look, someone who looked like they maybe smuggled a beach ball under their shirt. And I got pregnant everywhere. I was not the cute little beach ball girl. <laughs> um, but at the same time, no one was really overly concerned, including my midwife, doctors, that I had gained so much weight. And so I was really positive that it was just gonna disappear after everything was said and done. And because that wasn't the case, I had tried some different diets, I tried some different workouts, and nothing would stick. I would do it for a couple of weeks at best, if I was lucky. And then I would skip a workout or have a cheat meal, and then it would all go downhill from there. And I think that's something a lot of us experience when we try. We can try. all relate to that. Oh, yes. <laughs> like we all start a new diet. And we're like, yes, this is the time. Like, I'm doing it this time. And you get into it, and then life happens. And it's not sustainable for your lifestyle. And so you're not able to continue down that path. And so... I tried everything and failed. And at the end of the day, I, I realized I needed some accountability. I was trying to do it all myself because that's who I am. I am the DIY, Miss Independent, get it done. If you want it done right, you do it yourself. And I thought, you know, I'm just, I can do this. And I couldn't. I could not do it because I was not holding myself accountable and I needed to bring something or someone else into the picture, into the equation to make it stick for me. So I walked into 
a grocery store one day, bought some groceries with my son, and while we were waiting in the checkout line, I picked up a copy of People Magazine. And it was their annual How They Lost 100 Pounds issue. And I'm flipping through, flipping through, and I see the story of a woman who lost 130 pounds. She also was from Minneapolis, which is where I live. And I thought, wow, if she can do this, maybe I can do it too. And she had hired a trainer that was local. And so I decided to go the same route and hired her trainer, started exercising two to three days a week with a trainer and completely uphauled my diet. I thought if, if nothing else, I, I just need to get started in a new routine. Maybe I'm not gonna lose weight, but I just, I know I need to be healthier. And I wasn't even sure if I could lose five pounds. I thought, I'm just gonna, just gonna try. It's all I can do. That's it. And um, within one month, I'd lost 12 pounds. Wow. And by the time three months came around, I'd lost 30 pounds. And I think that was the moment that I was like, wow, we're really doing this. This is gonna happen. And I didn't have a magic number. I was never setting out to lose 100 pounds. That kind of just happened later, but I was confident at that point that I could move the scale and what I was doing was working and it was sustainable, at least for the time being, I could continue to live that way. So five months or six months in, I was down 50 pounds. And then by the time I hit my one year anniversary, um, I had hit 107 pounds. That's unbelievable. That is so amazing and so inspiring to so many people who can't see that far in advance. So they just feel like it's so overwhelming. It's just never going to happen for them. But your story is like, I just looked one month ahead or just the next month. And then when I looked back, I saw how far I'd come. And I think that's the best way to reach goals actually is not to look so far ahead and be overwhelmed. Sometimes I was living in the day or in the hour and I would tell myself, just for today, I'm gonna to eat well and I'm going to move my body. I cannot guarantee what's going to happen tomorrow, <laughs> but right now I've got this and I'm going to choose to make healthy choices in this moment. And I think my goal was every week I wanted to lose two pounds instead of looking at the, the end game and saying, oh, only 98 pounds to go. It's not motivating. That is completely uh, the opposite of motivating. I would have given up long ago if, if my goal was to lose 100. And even when I have clients come to me now and they give me like this end game in sight, I often challenge them and say, what magical thing do you think is going to happen when you lose 25 pounds? Why is that the magic number? Why don't we just focus on our healthy habits and let's see where that takes us. And That's similar to, to the marketing that I do with, with coaches. They're like, I want to make a million dollars. And I'm like, well, let's just work on like getting one client in the door. <laughs> right. Like let's break this massive goal down into some micro goals so that we can actually get there as opposed to, I feel overwhelmed because this is so far away from where I am. I'm just going to give up while I'm still ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. And then I think what you said about the accountability, it's the same thing with coaching from any industry is 
you really can't do it alone because the accountability is that last piece that really makes it work and makes you like want to show up and do it. Right. And not only are you having a, a human being hold you accountable to these things, but you've invested your finances, you've invested your time. And I'm not a person who likes to waste things like that. Right. I don't want to flush money down the toilet for nothing. And so if I'm going to invest in you and I'm going to say, here is a chunk of change, please help me make this happen. I'm much more likely to hold myself accountable to that because I'm all in at that point. Right. You've got skin in the game. So you're like, I better make it happen. I'm going to show up and do everything I'm told to do. <laughs> Absolutely. So how did that compel you? How did your journey compel you into turning this into a business and becoming an online personal trainer and nutrition coach? I probably around 75 pounds down had this epiphany that, you know, at some point I'm going to need to go back to work. I was a stay at home mom at the time and I was also going through a big transition in my life. I was married at the time and I was not in a, a happy marriage and I knew I didn't want to stay there, but not only did my weight keep me stuck in my life, the fact that I didn't have a job and didn't have any money was also really holding me back. And I stayed in that marriage for three years longer than I should have because I was so stuck. And for me, that was sort of my guiding light at the end of the tunnel, that if I can figure this out, I could maybe help other people do the same thing that I have accomplished. And that might be more fun than going back to corporate America or getting some job that I'm not super passionate about. And so I decided to educate myself and I went and obtained three different um, certifications in personal training and then an additional certification in nutrition coaching. And I love to learn. And so I just immersed myself in environments where learning could happen and growth could happen and started training clients in person and then developed um, an online as well um, program back in 2016. And so I've been doing that um, ever since. And it has really evolved over that period of time um, especially now in, in the world that we're living in, um, you know, I'm very grateful for online, not only because it allows me to have a, a job right now that I can continue to do, but it has allowed me to connect with so many more people than I ever could have imagined. All and over the world. Absolutely. I have clients in Australia and Morocco and, um, you know, Jamaica and all 50 states. And it's just crazy to be able to connect with people everywhere. And what, what better way to make that huge impact that we're all hoping for than to get online and pivot your business or find ways to get your message out to more people and be more helpful. I love how you say that. Cause that's what I help my clients do. They, 
they come to me and they're like, well, we're only seeing people locally. And I'm like, why? There's a huge world out there and you can have your hands in every country if you want to, and you can help thousands and thousands of people. And I think coaches start out by wanting to help other people. It is about the impact. Um, the money just flows when, you, when you're serving. So um, there's no better way to do that than utilizing the tools of online marketing. Absolutely. <laughs> being online. So when it comes to business, um, as all entrepreneurs do, I'm sure you've had some failures. What, um, what are your biggest failures and what did you learn from them? Hmm. I feel like I fail daily. <laughs> and I think the most important thing is to fail forward. And no matter what it is, whether um, you know, it's business, personal life, I'm always learning from the mistakes, quote unquote mistakes that I've made. And I think that if you're not failing, then you can't grow. You, there's no way to succeed unless you're willing to fail. You have to be willing to show up and suck. And I think that's something that I've done over the last couple of years that has allowed me to figure out what works. You know, I've had 30 day programs and I've had seven day trials and like you try all this different stuff and some of it sticks and some of it bombs. And you have to go through those motions in order to figure out what is it that everybody wants. And I think at the end of the day, you just need to ask them. Your audience knows exactly what they want. And you guess instead of just saying, hey guys, what do you wanna know from me? When it could be so easy. And so I think I've gotten braver in reaching out and saying, what do you guys wanna know? How can I support you? And asking that question has just been a game changer because people know exactly what they want from you and they're not afraid to share it, but we need to be willing to ask and we need to be humble enough to ask those questions to find out. So failing forward has been my biggest thing and doing things messy and doing things afraid. It doesn't have to be perfect. This doesn't have to be buttoned up and beautiful. It just needs to be done. And I can, right. I can make it pretty later. We can worry about the bells and the whistles and the glitter later on. I just need to get this out the door and I can improve on it as time goes by. I think that's what sets uh, strong entrepreneurs apart from not so strong entrepreneurs. It's that done is better than perfect in action um, or Imperfect action is better than inaction. Um, and I love how you said you talk to your audience because they know what they want. And that's true. They know what they want, but they don't know how to get it. And that's where you come in as the support. So that's perfect. That's awesome. Absolutely. And so this question might be a little similar, but maybe it's different. What is the most important thing that you've learned in your life? Hmm. I often get the question about... Um, like, how do you get so motivated? Like, how do you find the, how do you stay on track? And I think the most important thing that I learned through my weight loss journey was that I needed to stop trying in my life. I spent years, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to become this. I'm going to try to lose weight. I'm going to try to go to the gym. I'm going to try to eat healthier. And 
trying never got me where I wanted to be. I had to just do it already. And it came down to deciding. I had to decide and then there was no more question. It's not, I'm gonna try to do this, it's I'm doing this. And that changed everything for me. I don't have to think or ask myself, what am I gonna eat today? I already know. It's already been planned out, cooked, prepped, and it's sitting in a container in the fridge in the correct portion that I'm gonna eat it in later. And I don't need to ask myself, what am I gonna do for a workout today? Because it's already on my calendar at the time that I'm doing it, and I know exactly what's gonna happen because it's already been thought out. And so I'm not gonna try to work out today. I'm going to work out today. And it's not even about motivation. Something I was talking to a client about just this morning was that you may never feel like it. And it doesn't matter. If you sit around and wait to feel motivated to work on your business, to go to the gym, to eat healthier, you may never do it because you might never want to. I don't always want to go to the gym. I don't always want to eat chicken and broccoli, but I'm just going to do it anyway because I like what the end result is. And so stop waiting to feel the urgency to do something and just do it anyway. And I love Mel Robbins and her five second rule theory. Um, I, I use her often when people are like, I'm just so unmotivated. I don't feel like doing this and I don't want to. And I say, here's the deal. According to the five second rule in Mel Robbins, when you have an instinct to act on a goal, your brain has five seconds. You have five seconds to physically move or your prefrontal cortex will kill it and it's not gonna happen. And you can apply that to anything in your life, whether it's working on your business, writing a book, um, going to the gym, meal prepping, it's all applicable. I agree with that, like 100%. And that deciding, decide, the word means all the other options fall away. Like you have to just go in this one direction and put the blinders on and just do it. Yeah. And the other thing about motivation that I tell my clients is that the motivation doesn't come before the act. It comes after the act. So like you said, losing weight, you know, you go to the gym, you don't want to go to the gym, but you keep doing it, you keep doing it. And then you look back, you're like, wow, I feel and look amazing. And I lost all this weight. Now I'm motivated to continue. It only happens after. And it's just like with marketing, I'm like, you need to plan out your content. And they're like, but I hate content. I'm like, well, you could either freak out twice a day and, and be like, I don't know what to post. Or you can sit down once a week and plan out the whole week. And then you just get up and you do it. Clients come through and then you feel motivated next week to actually plan the content. So the motivation comes after the action, not before. Absolutely. And it ebbs and flows. Life gets yeah. busy. Kids get sick. Things get crazy. The world shuts down. Right. <laughs> we all have things that happen. And if you've already planned your content or you've already prepped your food, then amongst the crazy, you still have that solid that's like the constant in your life. And especially when things are out of control and crazy everywhere else, you have to hold on to dear life, to those things that, that keep you consistent so that you don't completely fall off the wagon. 
Right. It's about discipline and showing up. Amen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when it comes to marketing, what do you credit for taking you to where you are right now? Hmm. That's a great question. I think that just getting yourself out there is so important. I think a lot of people feel insecure to get on a Facebook Live or um, to post anything personal. And I think being vulnerable and sharing my story has gotten me very far in life. And I think the more I show up as my authentic self, the more I connect with other people. I've never made a ton of friends sharing all of my successes, but when I'm willing to open up and talk about the times that I've failed or the things that didn't go right, then I find true connection with other people. And we have to be willing to share those parts of us. We have to be willing to expose ourselves and let the cat out of the bag that we don't have it all figured out either. We are all works in progress. I always say, if I ever show up and act like I know everything and I've got it all together, slap me because <laughs> I'm still learning too. And I don't have everything all figured out. And every single day I keep working on myself so that I can continue to grow, but none of that can happen unless you know who you are and, and you're willing to share that with other people. I love that. Brene Brown talks about vulnerability and how when you become vulnerable, that's when you allow people to come in. Um, mm. If you shut that off, then, you know, it's just a surface level thing. There's nothing deeper there. I love that. And, and when it comes to marketing yourself as a personal brand, it is all about how authentic you are. And so on a scale of one to 10, can, how, how weird would you say you are? Can you give us some examples of maybe some weird thing that you do or you like? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, where do I even start? <laughs> uh, I feel like I am weird in the sense that I love planning. I love organizing and that's how I thrive. I think that that some people are like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to roll with the punches. And I find that not only does it keep me on track, but I really enjoy it, mm -hmm. which is maybe weird. But um, I, think, I think there's a lot of things that are weird about me. And I, I love all of them, whether it's something about my body or, um, you know, something I hear so often from people is, uh, not even that they're weird, but things that make them different. Mm -hmm. And I think our differences are what make us so beautiful. And especially when it comes to our bodies, I think women in particular are extremely hard on themselves. Oh, this is really, I don't love this. And this is really different or about my body. And I always tell people, you know what, those things are what make you, you. And there's so many things about me that are different or that are different from what they used to be like before having a baby versus after having a baby, your body is different. <laughs> and um, all those things make me me. I get questioned a lot about, did you have skin removal surgery or how did you look so firm and toned and, um, 
I tell people, you know what, things are, I have loose skin, I have uh, cellulite, I have stretch marks, I had a C-section after 24 hours of labor, and so I have a beautiful C-section scar um, and a little pooch above that where, <laughs> where my son came out. And so those things are all a part of me, and maybe they make me weird or different, but they're, they're things I wouldn't trade for the world. Um, you know, even, you know, stretch marks and things like that that are visible to other people you know it's it's a part of my story and it makes me who i am and i love people who are weird i love people who just own their weirdness and aren't afraid to be different because i think so often we just walk through life trying to be a chameleon so that we fit into other groups and I've come to a point in my life where I'm just done trying to fit in. I want to be one version of myself at all times. I don't want to have to be somebody different for you and then somebody different when I'm training clients and then somebody different when I'm being a mom. I have taken an oath to be one version of myself. A lot of that comes from like age and experience. And a lot of that comes from confidence. Right. Being confident to just show up in this world how you want to. And it doesn't matter what other people think. Well, and the people who don't accept that, you know, in a way we're, we're setting a boundary. We're saying this is who I am. You can take it or leave it. Right. And the people who leave it and say, mm, I don't really like your weirdness. They're not your people. You don't want those people in your life anyway. So why are we spending all this time conforming so that they like us? They're not our people. And right. everybody needs to like you. Your people are going to change throughout life and that's okay. And I think the most important thing that we can do is be our weird selves. I love that. And that relates a lot to um, either business, if you're building a personal brand or even the the people that you have on your social media newsfeed. Like if everyone's posting negativity and it's driving you nuts, you have the power to erase them or snooze them or, you know, not talk to them. You get to choose who you attract and who you bring into your circle. And you're not the only health coach in the world, but people come to you um, and want to do fitness with you as a personal trainer because of you and what you bring to the table. And there's an abundance of everything for everyone, um, as long as you're true to yourself. It is so true. None of us have reinvented fitness. It's right. the same. We're all doing the same exercises, but it's, it's you that somebody is buying. When they pick you to be their business coach or they pick you to be their nutrition coach, they're buying you. They're not really buying the service. They, 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 they want to work with you. Exactly. And it's all based on that connection, which you can't have, like we said, unless you're vulnerable and you share your true self. Right. So share with us this big news that I saw about you being an elite ambassador. Tell us about that. Yeah. So this past year, I, it's probably been a year since I first applied, which goes to show that you need to be consistent. And I, um, I pride myself on being the squeaky wheel. Which is probably why, <laughs> which is probably why I've gotten all of the media that I've received, or a lot of it, over the past couple of years, 
is because I reach out to people and then I continue to reach out to them every month and I have spreadsheets and I have all their contact information and so that they know who I am and I know exactly when I reached out last, what we talked about, any personal information I want to remember about these people because I'm not trying to get in their magazine or on their show. I'm trying to build a relationship with those people. Bingo. <laughs> and so about a year ago, I applied online to become an oxygen elite ambassador. And after I had applied online, I went to an event for fitness professionals called Fitposium in Arizona with James Patrick, who is a photographer as well as business coach. And he puts on this Fitposium event every year for professionals in the industry. And I showed up there and there were people there from Oxygen. And so I got to put a face to a name and say, hey, I applied for this. I'm super interested. Where can I have your contact information? I would love to follow up with you and stay in touch. And how can I support you? And so I continued to reach out to these people every month, send them an email, every month, send them an email. And sometimes I didn't hear back. Other times it was like, oh, hey, thanks for checking in. This is what we're working on. We're kind of stalled out right now, but I get an update and I continued to be persistent and I woke up one day and checked my email and I had a message saying, congratulations, you have been chosen out of 15 women in the world to represent Oxygen Magazine as an elite ambassador. Yay! And I had been manifesting that for a year <laughs> and I was just overjoyed and so honored to be chosen amongst this powerhouse group of women who are fitness professionals and have their own unique stories. And so essentially um, we're kind of their go-to group for when they need content, when they need articles, when they need photos, we are the experts, uh, so to speak, and people that they reach out to, to share health and wellness and strength with their readers so that's super super exciting news congratulations Thank so you. good and that's gonna reach a lot of people so you can help even more people and make a bigger impact absolutely and that comes from like you said consistency being persistent thinking about what you want putting the action towards it with those emails and manifesting it. And I say that manifestation is marketing. Man manifesting and marketing are the same thing. It's showing up, putting out what you want, attracting who you need or what you want. So way to go. Good job. So true. <laughs> and it's amazing. something that I, I've just kind of built into my practice, just like exercise and eating well. Every morning I sit down in journal and I write the exact same 10 things that I want to happen in my life as if they've already happened. Yes. I am an elite ambassador for Oxygen, Oxygen Magazine, something I've been writing every day for the past year. And so whether it takes one year or five days or 10 years is irrelevant because it's the first thing that I'm focusing on at the beginning of the day. And so does, you know, over some period of time, I can bring that into fruition as long as I don't give up. And I think that is something else that has just been a game changer in my life. 
and has been very true to my weight loss journey is that the only way I can feel at this is if I quit. I already know what it feels like to give up because I've done it a million times. I've quit every diet. I've quit every exercise regimen that I started. But what would happen if this time I kept going and it changed my life in every way? I love that so much. And I I also journal every morning and, and write it as if it happened. I think that that practice is so powerful and getting your mindset in the right place before any of the action is probably the most important thing because you could take action and not really believe that you are headed in that direction and that action just won't have the same effect. Absolutely. You have to believe it in order for it to come to fruition or, you know, at least surround yourself with people who believe in you until you start to believe in you, which again is why we hire coaches. (laughs) People hiring us to, to help them on their journeys is to, Uh, believe in them. And over time, it's such a powerful, rewarding experience to see your clients start to believe in themselves. Absolutely. So what is your best tip for making this world a better place? Hmm. I think the most important thing that we can do is to lead by example. And I say that especially as a mother. Right. Um, my son is seven now, and he is always watching. He's very diligently watching what I do, how I move, who I surround myself with, what I eat, and and he takes those things on for himself. And I think as a parent, my most important goal is not to have the most brilliant kid with the best grades or um, you know to be the best athlete on his football team, my priority is to turn him into a kind human being who has a healthy relationship with food and exercise and sets healthy boundaries for himself. And in order to do those things, I need to be those things. In order for him to grow up in that way, I need to lead by example. And I think that the more we can show up and be our true, honest selves and live our best lives, that influences all the people around us, whether it's our son, whether it's your sibling, whether it's a friend, your partner, your spouse. It doesn't matter who it is, but we all kind of have these people in our lives who motivate us or inspire us, who make us want to be our best selves. And if we can show up that way, we're not just doing ourselves this service of being authentically us, but we are influencing all the people around us. And so I think that is a really simple thing, not necessarily easy, but it's right. a simple thing that we can do every day is, is to lead by example. Very nice, I agree, I love that. And it starts from right here inside mm-hmm. and if everyone did that, this world would be a better place. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. Awesome. This was amazing. I enjoyed this interview so, so much. And I know my listeners, when they get to listen to it, are going to love it as well. So if they want to find out any more about you, where can they go to do that? You can follow me on Instagram at Brianna Bernard Fitness. 
or you could go to briannabernardfitness.com and check out my website. And I also have a freebie there. So if you put your email into the designated space, I will send you um, five at-home workouts that you can do without any weights, um, which is something I think that we're all striving to find more of right now, especially as um, you know, workout equipment is, is quickly been swallowed up as we're all training from home these days or trying to stay home more. So, um, so yeah, head out, head over there and I'll, I'll send you some free gifts. Awesome. Thank you so much. I loved having you here. Thank you for taking the time and, um, thank you for having me. If you are still here, I just want to thank you so much for sticking around for all of the guests. It's a longer podcast than what we normally have. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Come join the fun in Magnetic Marketing Mastermind. That's my online free Facebook group where you will find a community of coaches, healers, and virtual assistants who support those types of businesses. It's a really fun community and I'd love to have you in there. Lots of strategy and tips and tricks and camaraderie. So come on and join the fun. Of course, Join us every Tuesday and Thursday for our newest podcast episode at marketingtipswithmelis.com and I'll see you next time. Time. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Tips with Melissa podcast at www.marketingtipswithmelis.com.